Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Blessed, brother. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Bless you all, family. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord for bringing us together this morning to be with you. Thank you, Father, that you let us come into your presence every morning. We come with all our cares and worries, all our limitations and all our failures. We place them at your feet, Father, knowing that we come to our Father, our Daddy, who always loves us. That love for us is unchangeable, no matter the extent to which we fall. And you are ever willing to pour your wisdom into us. You are ever willing to pour your love into us. You are ever willing to fill us with your mercy and raise us with your grace that we might begin that battle once again. But this time we go with your presence renewed. We go with that renewed grace. We go with new wisdom to look at the same problems from a new angle. And what we receive from you, Father, through revelation. We are able to apply it in our lives through faith and speak the word and see transformation. Not only in our personal selves, in our character, in our nature, taking on more of Jesus and shedding more of the world, but also in the circumstances around us to manifest changes, to manifest revival, to manifest renewal in everything that was a challenge before us, every mountain that stood before us. And Father, the peace and the joy that you give us, we want to share that with everyone that is part of this prayer meeting and part of this praying family called by your name. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and all those that have no one to pray for them. Even all those that do not know how to pray and need help, Father. All those that you want to bless today, but do not have that raw material, Lord, we stand in that gap. We offer ourselves to stand as that intercessor. We offer our faith as that raw material. Knowing that without faith, it is impossible to please you. But with faith, we are able to call the unseen into the scene in all of these circumstances. Just like you did and just like you teach us, Father. We share it, Lord, with all those that are called Christians but have gone cold or are lukewarm that have not yet encountered you in a way that brings that revival in their life, that reignites that flame, that love for you. And we share it with all those Lord, that have intentionally gone away, walked into the darkness away from your light and yet your heart pains for them because they are your children. We ask for mercy, Lord. We ask for forgiveness for ourselves and on behalf of our brothers and our sisters, for all our failures, for all our shortcomings, for all the times we have grieved you, for all the times we have disobeyed and rebelled against you, for all the times you kept warning us, but we failed to see it out of our lack of discernment. We ask forgiveness, Lord, and we ask for a fresh filling of your grace that will bring us up to speed to walk with you in that light. 
We acknowledge your presence in this prayer, Father. And we ask you to fill us with your revelation, your wisdom, your understanding. To direct our thoughts, our words, our path and our prayer that we make after that. We trust in you, O Lord, with all our heart. We lean not on our own understanding that is limited, that is more from the flesh and carnal. But on the revelation that you gives us, that, that you give us, that helps us transform that understanding. To look at it from not a fleshly point of view, but a spiritual point of view. We thank you, Jesus. And as we make our prayer today, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator, our father. The king of the universe. The El Shaddai, the great I am. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son. The Lord who sanctifies and redeemed us. The rock on which we build our faith and our church. The mighty and everlasting Father, the door, the sheep gate. The Lord who heals and restores. And we pray in the name of your spirit, the seal of the age to come, the spirit of light, the breath of the Father, the air for our spirits, the one who quickens us in the spirit and we are made alive. The same spirit of resurrection that raised Jesus from the dead and is now has now made his tabernacle in our body and lives within us so that we might be called the temple of the Holy Spirit, the place where his name is praised, the place where he dwells. And with him, with us, no one can be against us. Father, we thank you for the gift of life, for the gift of light. We thank you for the gift of your word through which you give us revelation. We thank you, Father, for the angels, for destiny help us, and for our family members who care about us in times of our challenges and are sent from you to elevate everything that has fallen down. We thank you, Father, that you provide us with food on our table, with shelter over our heads. And in the spirit, you cover us with your wings. When we dwell in your presence, in our prayer life, we thank you, Father, that you have made us stewards over your creation. That creation that came into existence through your spoken word. And we are able to speak that word in the same way. To bring manifestation of that which is unseen into the scene. We thank you, Jesus. Today we reflect on wisdom. And in our search for wisdom today, we shall focus more on the words of wisdom in Proverbs 8. Now, Proverbs 8 verse 17 says, I love those, this is wisdom speaking now, I love those who love me. And those who seek me early shall find me. So, Proverbs, so wisdom is willing to be found, provided we seek her. Are we seeking wisdom in every situation? Or are we thinking from our own limited understanding? Or do we just want God to just magically do something for us 
without understanding it. There is a very thin line between faith and superstition. And it is very easy to cross that line if we are not aware. Wisdom comes when we seek it. The only condition for wisdom to come is, as we see in Proverbs 8 verse 17, is wisdom comes when we love it. That is, we give wisdom priority over all else. That's what King Solomon did when the Lord asked him, what shall I do for you? And he said, give me wisdom. Now, what does wisdom say in his biodata? It's, it, wisdom has, it's wisdom speaking in the first person here in Proverbs 8, talking about herself and her capabilities and what all she brings, which I thought we might summarize it as a biodata for wisdom. It says, Proverbs 8 verse 12 says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. So wisdom comes with knowledge and it gives you the creative ability, ideas and innovation to stand out not only of your circumstance, but to stand out from the crowd as well. It is through that wisdom you are able to experience God's favor. Repeated favor, not just the once breakthrough. Verse 18 says, riches and honor are with me. Yeah, durable riches and righteousness. So you can be rich and yet righteous. And we see that in Psalms 112 as well. You can be rich and yet righteous. Through the application of wisdom. We saw that in the case of Abraham, in the case of Isaac, in the case of Jacob, especially. How he rose over those 14 years of service to Laban, to raise his flocks, to raise servants, to raise everything when he came to Laban as a refugee, escaping from his brother. The third point, I lead in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the path of judgment, I help discern. This is verse 20 now. So wisdom helps discern righteousness. Wisdom gives us knowledge of the word when we read it. And that guides us on what God's will is so that we are able to act according to that will when we have an understanding of what that word really means. The fourth one we see in verse 35, which is the last verse in this proverb, it is where it says, whoever finds me finds life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. We've seen that earlier as well in verse 18 where it spoke only of riches and honor and righteousness. But here it combines those and says, well, you have in addition with it, life as well. The same life that Jesus spoke about, life of abundance in John 10.10. 10. Verse 15 says, by me princes rule and kings reign. So now it's not just riches and honor and righteousness and life. It also says, with wisdom, you can Achieve dominion. 
By me princes rule and kings reign. Even all the judges of the earth. That's what the King James Version says. Now let's look at how God is endorsing wisdom. We look at Proverbs 4 verses 5 to 9. Where he endorses all of this and he says, Get skillful and godly wisdom. Acquire understanding. Actively seek spiritual discernment. Now this is the extension from the Amplified Version. Actively seek spiritual discernment, mature comprehension, and logical interpretation. That's understanding, according to the Amplified Version. Do not forget, not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not turn away from her, that is wisdom, and she will guard and protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is to get wisdom, become skillful and get godly wisdom and it is preeminent. And with all you're acquiring, get understanding. Actively seek spiritual discernment, mature comprehension and logical interpretation. So it's repeating the same thing from verse 5 again here, which means reiterating it, underlining it and say this is important. Seek spiritual discernment, mature comprehension and logical interpretation. Prize wisdom and exalt her. That means to covet it with all your heart. Just like we saw in Proverbs 8 earlier in verse 17 where it says, I love those that love me. So here it's saying the same thing. Prize her, love her so much. And wisdom will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. Verse 9, she will place on your head a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty and glory. This is God's endorsement of wisdom. And one thing we see again in Proverbs 8, verse 10 and 11, which are important instructions, where it says, receive my instruction and not silver. Now, this is God speaking. Receive my instruction and not silver, and receive knowledge rather than choice gold. So it is asking us to choose wisdom over gold and silver, over riches. Choose wisdom over riches. Verse 11 says, all the things that may be desired are not to be compared with wisdom. God used wisdom to create the earth and our universe. And that is always a big question that we ask ourselves in today's world. Would we prefer wisdom or would we just prefer to be rich? Now, you could be rich and wise, or you could be rich and a fool, in which case the riches will be washed away quickly due to lack of wisdom of how to manage it. So he says, get in all you're getting, get wisdom. And learn from there how to build. That is now verse 18. How to build your riches, how to gain honor, durable riches and righteousness. Jesus was put on the spot a few times and tested as well. But every time he was able to see beyond the obvious and use wisdom to answer. He used this supernatural spiritual wisdom. He was once asked, should we pay taxes to Caesar? And he asked for a coin and in the end replied, 
give to Caesar what belongs to him and give to God what belongs to God, knowing that one or the other would create, would put him in the wrong side against either the Jews or the Roman rulers at the time. Likewise, in John 4, when he spoke to the Samaritan woman at the well, and then when Pilate questioned him when he was bound and sent to him before Jesus was put on the cross, it was through wisdom that he was able to answer to every question that Pilate put forward to the point that Pilate found no crime in him. Even in the face of all that pain, all that shame, all that suffering, still wisdom. Many of us would lose the fortitude even to speak. But that's what he is really trying to exemplify there. And in yesterday's parable as well, we saw the man who found a treasure in the field. Then he used wisdom. He didn't just pick it up as he dug it out. He didn't just pick it up and take it and go away. He buried it again. And he went and sold everything in order to buy it so that he could now outright own it and no one could snatch it away from him because the field was not his. He used wisdom. If you actually look closely at that parable, he used all spiritual, all the spiritual gifts. Lastly, wisdom gives you an invitation in Proverbs 9, verses 5 and 6, where it says, Come, eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of insight. That is, consume, read, understand and digest the wisdom mentioned in the word. Then make changes to your ways, to your life, the way of doing things based on what you have learned. Use the insights that you have received there to guide situations that you might be in. So that due to wisdom, you might, receive, you might be able to profit out of that circumstance. You might be able to emerge unscathed if it's a challenge or an attack on your life. We see the same that is reconfirmed in Isaiah 48, verse 17 as well. Where it says, God teaches us to profit out of the circumstance. It is through wisdom. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as we read your word and as we reflect on the wisdom that you have hidden as gems, more precious than gold, in silver, throughout your word. We ask for that grace and we ask for that discernment to pick it up, Father, to pick your principles that will bring us success, to pick your promises that we can claim as your children of inheritance. That word which will not pass, even if heaven and earth passes away, the word that is guaranteed by the name that is written above all names, and he has elevated this word even above his name, the name of the Lord. And your prophecies, Lord, that you give us as warnings. Help us use all of these through discernment and through that wisdom to guide and direct our path ahead. 
that we might walk in your light, that we might walk hand in hand with you, Father. We ask for that edification in our spirit. And as we pray this morning, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. We pray in a special way for all those that are battling sickness and disease. For all those that are hospitalized, they say all those that have contracted the COVID virus. All those that are battling other kinds of life-threatening circumstances. We pray for all families that are challenged in the face of separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Various challenges that have kept them yoked, that have kept them oppressed, that have kept them virtually in slavery, where they are not in a position to do anything to change their circumstance, Lord. We ask for your wisdom there, Father. We ask for that understanding and we ask for every grace that is needed to help them renew their mind and rise. They might not look at it from the patterns of the world, from that limited angle of what they have done and what they cannot do anymore. But that you, are able, that you help them renew their mind, Father, to see it from a new angle, from your spiritual angle, but also from your word and to pick that and speak it in faith and fulfill all the actions that is required so that all those limitations are able to be brushed aside. We're able to resist the devil and he must flee from them. In the name and in the authority of Jesus, we speak against every such chain over their lives and we declare it broken in the name of Jesus. We curse and we rebuke and we bind every such stronghold in the spirit over the lives of these that we now pray for. We bind these spirits of strongholds and we cast them out of their lives right now in the, in the name and the authority of Jesus. We pray for all those that are battling poverty, that are battling joblessness. We pray in a special way for all those that are suicidal this day, that are contemplating abortion or euthanasia. Those that are considering harming others. We pray, Father, for all the pride that has overtaken our lives and our unwillingness to forgive. We ask for the grace to have a change of heart. We pray in a special way for our family members and friends that have not yet been saved. We ask of you, Father, to release your anointing, to quicken them, to draw them to you. For unless you draw them to you, they cannot come. Unless you quicken us, we cannot call on your name. But when we are quickened and we call on your name, Lord, we know that these that are, that are dear to us shall not end up in shame. Father, as we raise our prayer to your tabernacle, 
we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we connect with you in our spirit, join our spirit with yours to be one spirit and pray together in agreement. That prayer must be an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to please unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, you also release your faith, lose your tongue and let the Holy Spirit take over. Make sure you are asking it with the right intention to be able to intercede for others. This is a gift of prayer to pray not just for ourselves, not to wear it as a medal on our chest, but to use it to bless others, to be a blessing. Let us now pray in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Monteres Calarabayanda Rajalas, the Rosian Shandapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapap
In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord, we release our faith. 
We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the grace that you pour down on all these prayer requests. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. scripture that has been put on my heart this morning is from 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. To one is given through the spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are inspired by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude this morning's prayer, just a reminder about tomorrow's Bible study session. Our topic is a continuation of last week's topic, What is Prayer? Part 2. We will learn some basic principles of prayer. Why is there no power in our prayer? What are the reasons for unanswered prayer? Some of those reasons. And how to pray so that God will hear us. We shall share links to join on Zoom and on YouTube along with the timings for different time zones around the world and a brief program on our telegram group please share that with family and friends and invite them to come and attend here as i've always said and i keep saying it it is not so much about only the content on that session it is the presence of god that hovers there over that session which we take back with him with us that presence then starts to make transformation and and, and bring a revival within the circumstance that we take him to. When we acknowledge him there and when we ask him to direct our thinking through his wisdom, not through our limited understanding. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, out of that blessing, let us in turn carry our testimony and the gospel and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. 
We blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Rasul. Thank you. Thank you, Rasul. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Have a great day.